0: Hey everybody, welcome to The Pendulum Show. This is episode 2 and my name is
1: Yodin. And I'm Bamba and thanks for listening in last week. Like we said, if you have any suggestions or thoughts on last week's episode, which was on PTPDN and student loans, please write in to us at thependulumshow at gmail.com. Yeah, okay. So thank you very much for listening to us last week. We're going to
0: start off this week's episode with our brand new segment called... Bangang of the Week! Bangang of the Week! Okay, Bamba, please present to our listeners what is the Bangang of the Week.
1: Okay, first of all, for anyone who doesn't know what Bangang means, you are really Bangang. Bangang betul! Bangang means dumbass or bimbo of the week, basically. Yes, basically. No insult meant to bimbos. <laughs> Alright, so basically we're going to give you like the dumbest story of the week And this week we have a really good one There was an article in Malaysia Kini today The headline is "Menteri Besar donates sacrificial cows Bersatu Trio Sells them to buy laptop and printer <laughs> So basically every year we have Hari Raya, Korban uh, That's when... Muslims sacrifice an animal. I think it can be a goat also. Okay, okay. That's not the point. Okay, so the Menteri Besar of Perak, he decided to donate the cows to be sacrificed to the Bersatu Party Division somewhere in Perak. And they were supposed to use the meat from the cow and distribute it to the (laughs) poor. But instead, they sold the cows because they wanted (laughs) to buy a laptop and a printer. (laughs) You you know... (laughs) You know, I think we should first appreciate, right? the The scale of this scandal has sort of these kind of scandals has reduced a lot from the past. You know, I think if, if you remember, like a few years ago, we had this national feedlot cr- scandal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the government yeah. gave money to this this guy to to basically like raise a lot of cows, right? Yeah, yeah. And he sold the cows and. He bought apartments in <laughs> apartments in Singapore. So <laughs> you now at least like we're not buying apartments and flashy cars right, right, and right, jewelry. Right, right. At least we're just buying like laptops and printers. <laughs> okay, and okay. So is inflation or is it standard of living that has gone up? <laughs> or gone down. Or gone right? down. <laughs> right. So uh, this 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 actually happened last year, you know, not this year. So he donated three cows, apparently each cow is worth 15,000 ringgit. He paid 15,000 ringgit per cow to buy one laptop and one printer. (laughs) I for one thing that we have been missing out on a fantastic business opportunity here. (laughs) We should all leave the cities and and rack cows. Did you know that they were worth (laughs) 15,000 ringgit What are we doing here? (laughs) you we are trying to start a podcast hoping for sponsors to give us like five dollars you can't episode. even get
0: 50 listeners now i'm talking about sponsors
1: we have your dad la. we have my dad <laughs> yeah so this is a really dumb story uh the guy who the whistleblower lost a report like one year later he wanted to give them one year to rectify the issue i do not know how they would have rectified the issue like how does it work do you like Return the laptop and get your cow back. I don't
0: know <laughs> why have we moved back in currency.
1: Uh, yeah, so the Besa... his solution is that this year is going to be much more accountable. And instead of three cows this year, he's donating five cows. To the division. <laughs> 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 so I like to see where this goes. Making
0: it rain. <laughs> are these holy cows? Then are they still holy
1: cows if they're being used as commodity now? <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know how it works, actually. Like, they're live cows. How, how do they even sacrifice them? Maybe he felt sorry for the cows. He's like, instead of killing all three cows, <laughs> maybe someone will appreciate the cow more. Then <laughs> he gave it away. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, okay, fine. Speaking from pre- appreciation, right, Bamba? Can you please tell the audience what is our main topic of the day?
1: So our main topic of today is cut. Hut? No, no, it's cut. It's KH80, but it's pronounced "hat." It's pronounced "hat," but there's yes. a K in there. What 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 is the K in there for? Ah, yo,
0: I don't know, okay, I don't know. Okay, I just suppose... read the
1: news and just tell the tell the people what I hear. Okay, you know, I did not even know what "hat" was until this week. I know. Hat, cut, cut, whatever it is. What the cut, Okay. Yeah, I thought that it was just jawi, honestly. Like, can okay. you tell me what cut is in the first place? Okay,
0: so hat is basically an expression, okay? It's an artistic expression of the Jawi script, okay? Jawi is not a language, Jawi is a script. So Hat is a stylized version of that script.
1: Yeah, okay. Okay, fine. So, from what I understand, the issue right now is that they taught this in, in Bahasa Jawi class in, in yes, high school and yeah. in primary school. <clears throat> It's a primary and secondary education. It's a subject. Yeah. But now they want the Ministry of Education wants to add it into the syllabus for Malay. So the Malay subject, everybody takes Malay, obviously. It's the national language, right? Yes. And it's going to be a part of the year three syllabus or year four. Year
0: four, year four. It's going to be a part of
1: the year four syllabus.
0: Yeah. It's already Mm -hmm. mandatory for year five. It's been introduced since 2015. So right now there's uproar between many factions within society, right? Because it's also going to be introduced during year four. Although being a small part of the syllabus, it's going to be about what, Ababa?
1: It's going to be six pages in a 160-page textbook.
0: Yeah.
1: Th- that's it. Six pages. Yeah, but then this, even though it seems
0: small and minute at the moment, right? But this has caused controversy of many, many levels for many, many different kinds of people, okay? So Bamba, we're gonna talk about the kinds of issues that cut or heart brings up.
1: Right. So uh, it has been there before, but they've sort of expanded it just a bit. So it's not just knowing about heart, it's also that the students have to be able to recognize the alphabets and pronounce them and write simple phrases or simple an bahasa. Mm. Uh, and and this is what's been objected to right now because it's not just happening in the national schools, it's also happening in the Chinese and Tamil schools because the syllabus is all set by the Ministry of Education. And the opposition is mainly coming from the Chinese school establishment, like the Dongzong uh, has has made a big protest about it. Uh, there's also been protests from MCA, there's been uh, some uproar from DAP lawmakers who have submitted memorandum mm-hmm. on this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and... They view it as a sort of creeping Islamization uh, being imposed upon non-Malays. Yes. And and the reason for that obviously is that Khad the writing and Jawi the writing system is descended from Arabic. Yes. Is it's a superset of Arabic. It was modified to suit the Malay language. Hmm. Uh, but it's viewed as as, as some is it, viewed as part of Islamic identity in this country.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But okay. So now that we've gotten the true facts of it, right, Uh, Jawi is a script, Hat is an artistic expression of that script, okay, so it is not a language. So, the bigger issue right now, well, one of it is, is that it it involves identity, right, it involves us talking about the Malay identity, because it is, by extension, identity of the Malay language, and therefore, also the Malay identity, right, so, why is it that Now,
1: we are actually talking about this. Why? Why now? First of all, this policy came in from the previous government. It was decided a few years ago. It's just being implemented uh, now, right? Yeah. But, yeah, why are they doing all this in the past few years? Yes. Uh, One thing you notice in Malaysia right now Mm -hmm. is that different groups feel that their identity is under threat from each other. Definitely, our identity is being under threat. I mean, you know, when... When we had a Chinese appointed as the finance minister, yes. there was like a blowback, right? Like, yes. can he represent the interests of the Malays? Yes. And the same thing, you know, when the chief justice was a, non- a non-Muslim, yeah. there was the same questions. And there's always talk about how a non-Muslim cannot be prime minister and so on, because it's mm-hmm. viewed as creeping upon Malay interests, number one. But in a larger sense, on their identity as a whole, yeah. and it's not just under threat from. The other communities yeah. is also under threat from globalization, Western values, and uh, Western culture. Mm-hmm. And it is uh, a, a bit like a slap in the face to some people that the language which they are so proud of mm-hmm. uses an alphabet which is not their own. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think that that's playing a big part in the whole controversy right now. Mm-hmm. And, and, and you can even see it in the, in the politics of this, right? Yeah. Because... Even though AMNO and PAS are not in the government, yeah. they are supporting the government's policy to implement hard, and right. they are, and, and you see them uh, uniting with the Malay parties in power yeah. to oppose DAP, which is seen as a Chinese party. Yes. Yeah, and 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 that's basically how it's playing out right now. Right, right.
0: Okay. So well then, that's one. What? Why should we as non-Malays learn this?
1: Yeah. So. I think that first of all, it has got nothing to do with Islam, right? Yeah. Uh, we see we see it as having something to do with Islam because uh, it is used in the Quran and so on. Yeah. But actually, the Arabic script itself predates Islam. Correct. It was already there mm-hmm. when Islam emerged. Yeah. So and it's got less to do with religion for for, for Malay culture than it has to do with their heritage. Yes. Yeah. It is the main writing system for the language. or It was until the, until the Western colonialists arrived in Malaya. It was used in all kinds of documents. It was used in inscriptions. It was how people communicated with each other before the British, the Dutch, and the Portuguese arrived in Malaya. So uh, we cannot deny that it is a part of Malay identity and it's a very important part of Malay identity. Wouldn't you agree? Yes, okay, fine.
0: At the end of the day, yes, I do agree. Of course, I do. I have to agree. It is pure fact, mm. right? How the Malay language developed was based on heart, mm. right? And that cannot be disputed. Mm. That is the fact. And why as to we have to learn it, I guess I sort of get it. But <clears throat> essentially, the bigger issue at hand is, right, it involves our education system, right, and the priorities that they have set for mm. Okay, fine. If you want to preserve your identity, I'm... Fine. That's in that's your prerogative, right? That's your right. But right now, it is impacting people of all races, of all cultures mm-hmm. within our federalized educational system. So, right now, we we'll just go straight into it, okay? With culture aside, Bamba, are you for this
1: implementation? I personally am because it is very limited. <coughs> you don't have to learn how to write a whole essay in it. You don't even need to learn how to write a whole sentence. You just spend a small part of one schooling year learning about this language, this writing system for a language which is used in day-to-day communication. All of us need to know Malay and it will help us to appreciate Malay more if we understand where it came from, if we understand the history of Malay a bit better. I mean, these kind of writing systems were adapted for Malay uh and and the Roman alphabet which we use right now, right, is mm-hmm. called Rumi in Malay. mm mm-hmm. It is not that well adapted to Malay. It has had to have changes over time because it was sort of imposed by by Westerners upon us without sort of respect for or understanding of the 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 language itself uh, mm-hmm. just like twenty thirty years ago they changed a lot of our spellings, right yeah because the the alphabet was not that suitable, so right. right. Uh, so, in that sense, it's important. Number one, in terms of understanding the history of the language and appreciating mm. it. Mm. In a second sense, I think it is important because it helps us to understand Malay culture better on a whole. And it's a good thing to understand each other's culture. It's a good thing to have an under- it to deepen our understanding of each other's history and heritage and traditions. Mm. It helps us to to um, relate to each other better. Okay, fine. Can
0: you honestly tell me that six pages, right, <clears throat> out of one hundred and sixty-two pages of a textbook, mm. effectively help me understand a language and therefore culture better?
1: All right. Yeah. I mean, six pages is pretty limited, and I doubt that anybody will remember any of it when they graduate from five. Yeah. Yeah. It's just an introduction. Yeah. Uh, if the argument is that they should. Understand it even better if they should learn it even more. Uh, We can talk about that in future. But the fact is, at the at at this moment, we have no exposure to it at all in our national syllabus for Malay. So I think it is a good starting point, and we can look at the effects of it, see Mm. how effective the policy is, and then decide where to go with it next. That's my opinion. Okay, fine. So
0: me on the other hand, I am against this implementation i purely believe that it's a waste of time i am not disrespecting the writing form as uh well as culture or the many language in that extension i'm not but i just feel there was there's too much emphasis on this right now or maybe maybe that's because um there's just so much of controversy now that has forced me to think this way but if it was supplemented with other things that was introduced into our other syllabus, maybe I would have been okay with this. So you
1: mean about other cultures?
0: Maybe <clears throat> maybe yeah, yeah, even that. Mm. But I feel because essentially our education minister, right, Mazli, he was appointed to do two things. He was appointed to transform our education system into a world-class one and also promote national unity through education. Mm. Right now, because of the controversy that has exploded from this, Without any sort of real um, information given out as to how it's properly going to be implemented, right? Mm-hmm. And because it's six pages, I cannot foresee being of any substantial value. So um, because this was one of the main things of the agenda they're going to implement within our education system, I am not for it because I just don't see how effective is it.
1: Yeah, I think that I think that's the uh, the best argument against it. Yeah. that is too limited to have any real uh, impact on yeah. the, on these students. Yeah. Um, but the idea of it, in my opinion, is a, it, the basis of it is good. Uh, perhaps they need to think about introducing it in a later year, for example, when the students can absorb it better. Because there's lots of things that we learn in school, which we will never use in our careers, in our daily lives, you know. Mm-hmm. you learn biology for example and then you go and do a law degree yeah not all of that information becomes irrelevant to you right yeah. but the purpose of it is to sort of pique your interest uh in in these topics and if you find that this is something that that interests you maybe you will pursue it in the future so in okay. that sense it's valuable it's just like all these europeans who study linguistics they study asian and african and Native American linguistics And writing systems Right yeah. And uh, And some of them uh, Take a deep interest in it And study it And make a career out of it yeah. Out of the millions of students Who go through our National schooling system yeah. I'm sure okay. that there'll be some Who, who, who find it Okay then that's great. Then, But why
0: make it mandatory If you make it an option Why can't these students Just make the choice For themselves Why Why must their curiosity Be forced upon them Because chances are Okay I've asked Four of my Malay friends Okay I have four Malay friends, and I've asked them what is their opinion on hut?" Two out of four,
1: 50% didn't even know what the heart it was. Uh, I guess that this sort of answers your own question, right? Because the lack of knowledge about this is a reason that no student would take an interest in it of their own initiative, right? Or most students wouldn't be interested in it on their own initiative. They wouldn't choose to learn it. But there are lots of things that we learn in school Which we wouldn't choose to learn. Okay. But I have to say, these
0: two people that said they didn't even know what it was, didn't study it. But the other two did. And then I proceeded to ask them, did it benefit you in any way? Are you applying it in your daily life today? Mm -hmm. They said no. Was it a waste of time for them? Fuck yes, it was.
1: Yeah. But when you're dealing with such a big number of students, there will be some who will find it useful. I'll give you an example, right? Yeah. Uh, let's just let's talk about non malays how it may be useful for non malays okay so if you want to study other religions for example you can do degrees in that right like comparative religion and so on yeah so you want to learn a bit more about Islam you need to go back to the scriptures and writings on Islam right Mm. and those are written in in Arabic right okay so so for them it may be useful Mm -hmm. that's that's one example and Overall I don't like the idea of just learning something because we know it will be useful to us in the future. Mm. There are lots of things that we explore and study eh? without mm. knowing the utility of it. Yeah, uh, we should just pursue knowledge for its own for its own ends and, and and see where it leads us. Okay, I am all
0: for learning for the sake of learning because it is good. Mm. I mean there's a philosopher that says that all actually even all knowledge that you learn can be actually useless. Mm. Right? But the thing
1: is Who is is this philosopher? I'd (laughs) like to meet him
0: (laughs) (laughs) I am Absolutely I cannot For the life of me Remember
1: who the hell This philosopher was I hope his name is not Yodin Kumar (laughs) Sivapatam If I truly believed he was
0: Would I be doing This fucking podcast? Okay carry on Carry on Okay No but the point is um, I'm all for learning For the sake of learning It is good But why Why can't it be Other things being Put first? Why is the education ministry putting this as a president over a- anything else? Why can't we be learning about things like coding, things like um maybe even can you can we fix our fucking
1: textbooks or not? Can we fix our current history textbooks? Why add more to the rubbish? You know, I think that you are right. Like lots of things are missing from the syllabus. Yeah, and it needs to be improved. Yeah, In in. All the subjects, not just Malay, you know yeah. history, science, maths, all of it, everybody agrees that there's problems yeah uh, if there is any kind of value to adding this to the syllabus, then we should just view it as being valuable by itself. We shouldn't view it as either or like we can do this and we can do other things as well. Mm-hmm. like just because we're making improvements here in the Malay syllabus doesn't mean that other improvements cannot be made in other subjects. like these are to me to me it's two separate issues. Okay. Yeah.
0: Okay, fair, fair. It's just that I just feel like it's a waste of time to introduce this as mandatory now. I just feel that we're not addressing the bigger issues within education and that's what bothers me the most, yeah. actually. Because, you know, for us to... In terms of culture, uh, you know, I feel that we definitely should appreciate each and everyone's culture because it is essential to... Us as a nation I mean we pride ourselves On being so diverse Right And I completely get that I even get the Whole social Cultural value Of learning And gaining new knowledge For the sake of learning But Is it what Our country Truly needs At this point Hard Is
1: hot Has For our education Well Maybe you have a point In terms of Priorities Like there are other things Which need to be improved As well Yeah uh, Yeah that's fair That's fair but 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 still, uh, it, if we can agree that there is some value to it, or if we can appreciate that there is a bit of value to adding this to the syllabus, yeah, we it's already been done. The yeah. syllabus has already been uh, thought, studied, and thought out. And that's another thing. It, okay, the syllabus right is six pages out of one hundred
0: sixty-two yeah. pages. Pages textbook. No. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Correct. So six out of one hundred sixty-two. How effective is it in terms of increasing my appreciation for the language?
1: Yeah, that's also fair. I think that if they want to do this, maybe they should do it in a later year when students can appreciate it a bit more, understand it a bit more. Can you actually tell me what you learned in Standard 4? Can you tell, like, can you remember, like, what was something unique that you learned in Standard 4 that you can remember until now? I learned that when you hit a girl with an exercise book, sometimes she gets a paper cut. Why <laughs> who is this? <laughs> why are you doing this to girls? This is another issue you know I was a bit toxic as a, uh, oh my as, God, a I, as a primary school student.
0: Why didn't I do like background checks like? last?
1: <laughs> oh my God, so uh this might be my last week on the <laughs> pendulum show. <laughs> uh, this might be our last episode. Like. I don't know how to do this without anyone else. <laughs> yeah Yeah. but but you're right you're right um maybe maybe year three is not the best time to do it Mm -hmm. but i definitely think that it is a is valuable history i i i like history Mm -hmm. and i think that uh that many people don't even know that there was a writing system before our roman alphabet yeah i agree there are a lot of
0: dumbasses that we have i mean i am a dumbass like i didn't know what the fuck it was yeah and but i am not Malay.
1: does that am i excused well, the fact and and we have to live with each other more and more, right? Because people are moving to the cities and we are interacting with other races more frequently. Mm-hmm. And I think that there is a to to an extent Malays and uh, Chinese and Indians mm-hmm. don't understand don't sometimes don't take the effort to to learn about Malay traditions or to learn about their culture, art, and, and, and language. How often do we use Malay? It, our Malay has... like. After SPM, oh after Form God. Five,
0: I can't fucking construct the proper sentence in Malay, lah.
1: Yeah, and and if we want to live together, we need to, we need to understand each other. So in that sense, it is valuable. Uh, and they should do it more effectively. So I would agree with you there that mm. six pages in a in a textbook in Senate four not doesn't, yeah, I doesn't can't... do that much. But 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 okay, think, fine. Okay. Okay. But what what what? I think that we're missing the bigger issue. Okay, which is. The bigger issue is that the education ministry has decided that this is going to be a part of the syllabus, right? Yeah. And now, all the thousands of schools in Malaysia have to implement the syllabus without any say. Mm -hmm. You know? What's happened in this country is that everything has become so centralized that the federal government in Putrajaya determines everything for everybody the 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 local people in in Petaling jaya have no control over what's being taught to their their kids in their schools and i think that's ah, that's, that's the that big is, issue that is
0: true that is true that is a big issue
1: yeah it is i think that the problem the real problem is with the education system as a whole the way it works that parents right now don't really have a say in how their schools are run in who the principals and teachers are in what the the syllabus is uh what, what we have turned the education system into is a propaganda machine, right? Yeah. Like, Khat uh, is actually a benign example of this. Like, think about all the useless subjects which we learn, like moral studies, you know?
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that yeah, was a, you know. <laughs> okay, that
1: was a waste of time lah. That was a waste of time. Like, okay, so, if anybody is not Malaysian and listening to our podcast, moral studies is basically a subject which non-Malays take... Where we learn about, what, 30 moral values? I guess. 30? 25? Something like that. Know. And the way we learn about it is and by... How, how many do you have now, Bamba? <laughs> That's between God <laughs> and God. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> yeah, and the, basically the way we learn about it is we memorize the definitions for all these moral values and then we regurgitate them in an exam. And it is a compulsory subject and it's be and it's considered for university entrance and scholarships. Is, oh my god. Is the most ridiculous thing that anyone learns anywhere on the planet, I guarantee you. Like yeah. and and we have no choice in it, right? No. Nope. Yeah, we have no choice because it's all dictated at the federal level. It's dictated in Putrajaya. Yeah. So I think that we should think about decentralizing it, you know? Like what would you think about, for example, the states running the the schools in their own in in their own state, the state government should have control maybe or maybe it should be the towns and the people who have Uh, control over what is taught in their schools. Maybe that's the way forward here. But, okay, I mean,
0: there are definitely pros and cons to this. I mean, if, 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 if you were to give it to the towns or the states, right, there's no guarantee of a uniform syllabus that will be educated or passed down to our kids and to our future students, right? So then there is no telling as to what they know and whether they can even progress in the workforce because there's no telling what these people actually know so i get the point of a federalized uniform syllabus that is set by one body and you know implemented across all but again like these issues these uh, subjects that are broadly just being uh, decided by one group of people in a place that is supposed to represent Everybody apparently makes all the calls Which is not exactly the right way either But I get the point of trying to make it more uniform So that everyone, at least on a basic level Has the basic understanding
1: of certain subjects Like your sciences and your maths and your English Okay, if that's the case, right? Yeah Uh, Does our education adequately prepare students For university life and for the workforce? The way it stands right now If you're talking about guaranteeing a good education for everybody, right? Yeah. Okay. Is this re- have we really been able to do this no, uh, by no. federalizing the? No, no. Of course not. Of course not. of course not. These people that actually make these calls have not done a good job in. in and they do not it. even consult when they make these changes. That's they, yeah. That's they a do, big not. they issue. do not. They uh, do not. I think that if you give it back to the people, right? Yeah. If you give it back to the states, uh, municipalities, districts, and so on to yes. run it themselves then you will have more kind of uh, competition more, more competition because, uh, first of all, they can learn from each other. Second of all, places which implement better policies, they will have better performing students who will do better in university and in the workforce. And, and it creates an incentive to improve the education systems in each place. So that is one argument. Maybe maybe a way of going about it is that the government can set certain requirements for education in the country and mm. give it to uh, locals to decide how are they going to meet these requirements and expectations, would you Okay. Th- would you see th- that okay, as th- a solution? That, that that
0: is that is a good option I feel. Maybe yeah, maybe as long as there is some standard foundation across all subjects or maybe across the most fundamental subjects being taught in terms of actual applicable knowledge in the workforce like maths. Maths and English. Yeah. I guess maths and science in English. So yeah, I do agree with you on that. That is a good point so is that do you think that
1: is the most ideal solution into fixing this it's it is the to me it is the ideal solution because we avoid having a national scandal every time a little part of a textbook is changed you know uh, and this is just the this is just the latest scandal this is just the latest controversy remember when they added the book interlock into uh, yeah yeah
0: yeah
1: yeah into the bm syllabus so this was a book which had the word Paria referring to Indians, right?
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. And it was an issue because everybody had to learn about this book. Everybody had to read this book. Yeah. So we would kind of minimize and reduce the scale of this this controversies. But I don't think it's gonna happen because nobody is talking about it in these terms. Nobody is talking about about taking back control over education in the country. They're all talking about what the government needs to do, about what the government needs to do about the syllabus when when they without considering that maybe they should the responsibility back upon themselves okay okay what about this right because it's broken up into so many
0: different levels of government that's in charge of education right how can you ensure efficiency between all of them like would each state okay be granted the same level of funding the same level of teachers will it be will schools even be uniform you can't tell right yeah because even the level of schools the different kinds of schools that are available in each state are so different and the number of it is so different. So
1: how can we, if we were to go to that model, right, how efficient will that be? I, I think that we need to take like a step-by-step approach, like slowly give more control to yeah. the states and, and to cities and towns and villages. Uh, and, and it can be small things, you know, like choosing a principal or maybe control over the school facilities, for example, and then we can learn and build from there. Because we are so used to the system that we have. Since independence, we have had this system, right?
0: Yeah.
1: Of centralized uh, education. So it's going to take a long time to shift even the mentality, the mindset of the people. Is but this a trademark of a developed nation?
0: Do you think this would be a stepping stone into making our education a world-class
1: one and
0: as, uh, as of
1: one as a developed nation? I, I think it is because there's... Almost like no incentive right now to improve the system with relevant uh, with relevant syllabus. You know, mm-hmm. the purpose of this the education system it seems to be to further the political goals of the party that's in power.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: This happened mm-hmm. under AMNO, mm-hmm. right? This yeah. happened under Barisan National. Yeah. Uh, you know, we were learning about one Malaysia in our syllabus. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it's it's uh, it's naive to think that just because we have a new government now that the same thing wouldn't happen over time. Like, if Pakatan yeah. stays in power for 50 years,
0: yeah.
1: uh, we, would, we would be in the same place, honestly. Mm-hmm. So, take away the power from Putrajaya mm-hmm. and let, let people learn from each other, let the systems develop independently, and we will see what works best and what doesn't. And, and that's how we can have a world-class education system, in my opinion. But you're right, there are issues like with funding, you know. Will the poorer states have enough teachers and facilities and funding? All of these things need to be addressed, obviously. Yeah. But Exactly. But we need to start start talking about I guess the conversation has to
0: start somewhere. I I guess. Because essentially this group of people that determines the future of education, I don't think they're cutting it, lah. Okay, so essentially the conclusion is that although this controversy divides amongst various kinds of people but we have to understand what is the priority right now for everyone who is making these decisions essentially and how do we actually improve on it
1: yeah right? so it is an important cultural issue but the bigger issue is like you said who's making the decisions yeah and if we don't start talking about that we won't be able to solve the larger problem i in agree, the education I, agree system. I agree this is Uh, a lot of people maybe can agree that
0: the introduction of heart is
1: sort of a distraction in a way. Yeah, or it is a symptom of a problem. The controversy itself is a symptom of the problem in our system. Yes, yes, exactly. Which is too much power in this education ministry and and in Purjajaya.
0: Yes, without the proper consultation of any other group of people.
1: Yeah, so I think that uh, the takeaway here maybe is that we need to start talking about deeper issues instead of just this part of the syllabus or that particular subject. Yeah. People need to start coming up with new ideas about how to totally reform our education system. And that's the only way we can get to a world-class education system from year one to form five.
0: Yeah. Okay. So that about sums it up for today. Thank you so much for listening to the pendulum show.
1: Uh, If you have any suggestions or thoughts about what we've talked about today, or our topic from last week please write in to us at the pendulum show at gmail.com yeah and hopefully we'll be back here again with you next week yeah All okay right. thank you very much Bye.